0: Hello, I'm Conward Swift and welcome to the Cardano Convo podcast, a podcast that gives a glimpse into the Cardano ecosystem. The Cardano Convo provides an easy to digest explanation of the projects that are being built, thoughts, and what's going on within the Cardano community. Today we'll be talking with Thomas, the CEO and co-founder of CoinLink. For those who don't know, CoinLink is a multi-chain DeFi platform that aims to connect DeFi services on Cardano, Ethereum, and Polygon. Without further ado, let's get to the interview. Hello, Thomas. It's nice to have you on the show, and thank you for taking the time to talk with us today and answer a few questions about the work you've been doing with CoinLink.
1: Hey, Connor. Great that you have me here. Uh, yeah, I'd love to.
0: So there are a couple of questions I always ask. To begin, could you tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, what drew you into crypto in general?
1: yeah well i was intrigued by crypto quite a few years ago actually in 2018 i have a background um, of uh, project management i run my around my own it company for a, a little over than 20 years and then uh, well i i got into contact with crypto through a personal contact and i was intrigued very early on uh, because i think hey this uh, might be the future actually um, also, what um, is the philosophy of Cardano, that is, uh, is something that we have a strong focus on, is uh, the philosophy of financial self-empowerment. And this is something uh, that really yeah got me from the beginning, because uh, I think this uh, will be, for, uh, through the next decade, uh, a very big topic for people uh, all around uh, the place. And this is what what most interests me about crypto.
0: Oh, yeah. And a lot of people get into, for example, crypto because of financial. They think they can make tons of money. But then I know, especially with Cardano, a lot of people saw Charles Hoskinson's whiteboard and then they were sold. The idea of financial freedom, it's not something, for example, you're taught too much in school. But the idea of being able to have that freedom, it's it's empowering. It really is.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It also adds checks and balances, something that is very much needed in our societies. And also, yeah, you might ask, why does it have to be like this, that there are big institutions that uh, are run basically by administrations. And yeah, so freedom, financial freedom, is something for us in the Western world that is very important to us. But also Cardano sets up a lot of projects in um, regions where uh, financial self-empowerment is even more interesting to the people, people who are underbanked, And I think there should be a prospect that that uh, is really very interesting for us for the future.
0: Oh, exactly. And I, I think it's overlooked because, for example, when people talk about freedom, they're thinking, OK, we're talking laws, we're talking not having a dictatorship, not having some form of tyranny. But what you don't understand is any aspect of life, whether it be laws that help govern or your ability to gain access to resources via finances, these things can affect the way that you live and they can be the tyrannies that you might run into. So trying to create a system that's more fair to everyone else, that's, that should be like up there with the same way that we would look at governance.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and this is also the same uh, with uh, decentralized finance. Decentralized finance practically brings the power back to the people. Everyone can be their own bank, think only of lending and borrowing, but think only of uh, microservices, financial microservices. Uh, that helps people, for example, to to uh, borrow money where they otherwise wouldn't have a chance to borrow money from a bank, for example. And this also adds to the prospect of of self empowerment. Yeah, this cannot be stressed too much, I think.
0: When we're talking about DeFi, um, let's jump back to Coinlinks. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what Coinlink is?
1: Yeah, Coinlink is a cross blockchain aggregator that has a strong focus on Cardano. Uh we will integrate services on Cardano as they spring up right now, and uh, yeah, well, actually, no one can wait for all these services to become operative, and they do one by one right now. The DEXs are imminent uh like uh Sunday swap, for example, is going to launch on the mainnet uh within uh, quite uh, within a few days only, and so we think that this will give huge momentum to Cardano. Um, it will yeah probably replicate the DeFi movement that has taken place on Ethereum and Polygon so far, but in yeah in a different setting. As we already mentioned, this is this has an overarching philosophy. This is what Cardano is about, and this combined with DeFi is going to be a huge uh, leap forward for for us all, I think. And so um, Coinlink is going to be at the forefront of aggregating all these services. Also, we would like to have a strong focus on yield farming on cardano and as i think that uh, these projects will also spring to life very soon and then uh, what we want to do is to take away the complexity from the user because if you look at DeFi right now um you have a highly fragmented landscape there are uh, services scattered all over the place especially on the ethereum blockchain if you look there if you want to do something with yield farming that and it might cost you probably an hour or two until you have Ah, put your token into a liquidity pool, then you get the liquidity token, then you put it into a yield farm. This is much too complex for the average user. If you really. want to stay true to the promise if all of us in the crypto space want to stay true to the promise of uh, self-empowerment and uh, making this available for everyone uh, on a financial basis then this then what what is really lacking right now is ux and this is what Coinlink wants to do we want to take away the complexity we want to have a one-stop solution where it basically doesn't even matter and the user does not even need to know what blockchain he is on and uh, so Uh, Starting from Cardano, we will then integrate also services on Ethereum and Polygon. And what we will add is a smart routing feature. Smart routing means that you start with an asset on one chain, for example, and then you have it routed automatically as much as uh, technology permits or at least with as few intermediary steps as is possible to the target blockchain and to the target protocol. So this is mainly what CoinLink
0: is about. I do know that it can be extraordinarily complex, for example, for somebody just even getting into DeFi, that can be often difficult because for example, let's say you jump into, let's say Sunday Swap becomes the primary swap or DEX on Cardano. So then you'd have ADA to USD or ADA to Jed, which is the a USD stable coin on Cardano. And then if you want to get to Ethereum, you might be able to get wrapped Ethereum onto ADA and then have ADA slash Ethereum. But what you might end up having to do is use an intermediate, switch over from ADA to Ethereum, and then use a different dex, like let's say, what's a popular dex on Ethereum? Oh yeah, well Uniswap, like Iniswap, for example. Yeah. 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 So then you'd have to know first. You have to know Uniswap exists, which yeah. <laughs> I just couldn't think of the name. But let's say you have to know that, and then you have to know about Sunday Swap. So then you'd have to not only know that these two places exist and what pools are on each of these, but then you have to know how to switch between them, which seems to be you guys are wanting to, with your smart routing feature, kind of make that easier. Because again, the idea is even with any technology, I remember when texting for example on phones was extraordinarily difficult. You only had a number pad. And they went, "Okay, there's no reason for this to be this difficult. Let's simplify it." And now texting went from being kind of like a niche feature to why would your phone not have this? And it seems mm-hmm. like Coinlinks might be going in that direction of why would you not have this aggregator? Why would you not have this functionality to make it easier for the user?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's a very normal process when uh, new technologies uh, enter the scene, that first there are the technologies themselves and all the projects there. And as you already mentioned, uh, pretty much with the cell phone, it was the same thing. Um, aggregators start to spring up as as the second, uh, as the second step then in, all this, in, in this process. And yeah, this is where we would uh, like to step in then.
0: Of course. And with CoinLinks, how do you guys intend on creating these connections between Ethereum and Cardano and Polygon? I know, do you intend on using, for example, I know IOG or IOHK is working on creating the Ethereum Cardano like ERC20 converter. I know that for Polygon, that MELD and VENT are working on a automatic bridge. Um, do you guys intend on using those functionalities or do you guys intend on, for example, creating your own or how do you guys plan on doing it?
1: Um, Well, right now, we would most likely not intend to set up a bridge ourselves because this is highly complex. Uh, It's not without a reason that IOHK, for example, is taking their time to have this ERC-20 bridge because uh, structurally uh, those two blockchain systems, EBM compatible chains and Cardano chain, are fundamentally different. So this has to be, this has to factor in a lot of things to make it secure, to make it fast, to make it reliable, comfortable to Use and we are uh, in talks with other projects. You mentioned already one that we are in talks with Van Finance, for example, which we think is a great project, and we are very uh, intrigued by what they are doing with their bridge. And most likely, we will integrate bridges that already exist and that, yeah, hopefully, will then be battle proven.
0: So let's say that I have one exchange, let's say Sunday Swap, where it has ADA to Dai or ADA to JED. So you've got one stablecoin and ADA and there's a better return on, let's say, wrapped ADA on the Ethereum network and Tether, Your what your system would do is find the best return and try to provide that to the user? Yeah, and this is
1: basically what we are aiming at. And uh, not only that, but also um, if you choose uh, to have it ported to another blockchain, to Ethereum, for example, and this should involve as few intermediary steps as is, uh, as is necessary or as is possible, uh, you only have to acknowledge then um, uh, that uh, that the token gets routed to the other chain. Yeah, and that's pretty much it. This is what we vision actually what uh, a DeFi aggregator should look like, pretty much like yeah, a banking account, an online banking account that you're used to.
0: So I know, for example, on your website, you guys advertise staking, the transaction tracking. We've talked a little bit about the smart routing and a fiat on-ramp as the top features of CoinLink. So of course, I've got a couple of questions with regards to these, but first we'll go into staking as this is kind of my favorite form of DeFi, especially having been a native of the Cardano blockchain. I'm sure everyone could guess that it's just the simplicity of staking that really, really is my form of DeFi. But Um, I know that some platforms use a certificate of deposit like staking or lockup staking and others like Cardano use a flexible staking method. Your website states that users will be able to choose between these two functionalities. Could you explain this a little bit more?
1: Yeah, what we would like to do is to offer the user two possibilities. Either you can stake uh, and be able to unstake at any time or you could uh, choose a of a a longer term for your staking which you could choose ahead and which uh, gives you a higher apy obviously and so uh, i think yeah there is not too many uh, protocols around that have this flexible type of staking but there may be a more common on cardano as as i see um but um we are right now contemplating whether we should um, offer the staking on the Ethereum protocol or on Cardano natively. And I think we will go for the Cardano solution. Uh, so yeah, these are basically the two options that we offer the user.
0: Oh, and there's a lot of a lot of examples you can pull, for example, for the non-lockup staking on Cardano. There's, I know Vi Finance is a DeFi platform. They just recently released um, token staking. They have it so that you can use NAMI to lock it or not lock it up, but to put it in and then pull it out whenever you want. And I know, of course, Cardano with stake pools, they also are very, are very free to switch between. So there's a lot of examples to pull from. And it's, to be honest, one thing I always wondered is why a lot of these um, DeFi platforms um, took up the like certificate of deposit or CD deposit similar to what banks did whenever we got this new technology. But it's interesting that you allow for both, and it makes sense that if you include both, having the lockup provide more, um, more of a return because there's more yeah. risk.
1: Yeah, yeah, sure. And also if you choose um, the, the, the locked staking, you can also choose the, the term or the period, how long you would li- like to uh, um, lock the token, and this will uh, then display in advance how much your APY would be in relation to the lockup period.
0: To jump back really quick to smart routing, um, could you tell us a little bit more about that? Because is it going to be, for example, I know on your website, it shows like going from Cardano to Polygon to Ethereum. Is it going to have to make all those routes through? Because that might get expensive, for example, if if you're having to move it through multiple blockchains. And I know earlier you did say that it would almost be like, it shouldn't matter what chain you are on. So, but Switching between chains can be expensive. Will that be part of the routing calculations or how will that work?
1: yeah absolutely Uh, of course the fees will be displayed in advance as well Um, but the main problem uh, about cost is uh, is, uh, on the ethereum blockchain right now of course we all hope that ethereum version 2 will come uh, will spring into life as soon as possible so um, the transaction costs will then uh, be considerably lower than what they are now on polygon we see very low transaction costs on cardano it will be uh, the same in the near future. And so yes, our graphic I think says that we are routing through different blockchains, but I think in reality it will be more like a star um Like a star diagram, where you have the one blockchain that you start from, and like for example, you want uh, to target the Polygon chain, you will be have you will have a direct bridge from Cardano to Polygon. There is no use uh, going through uh, different blockchains only until uh, you arrive at the target blockchain. So we would like to imp- in, uh, integrate bridges from all blockchains to all blockchains, which makes more m- most sense, I believe.
0: Oh yeah, if you're trying to minimize costs, it, the The fewer toll roads, in essence, you have to go through in this trek is going to be, of course, the less expensive route. And when you're talking about the star diagram, so you're talking, for example, let's say we've got, we'll use a triangle for this example. You've got Cardano in one corner, you've got Ethereum in another corner, and you've got Polygon at the top corner. It's just a matter of one movement to each one because there's a way to link between them, right?
1: Yeah, exactly, absolutely.
0: Got it. OK. And so, of course, um, to jump to the next functionality is the fiat on ramp with this. Um, typically, given the complexities of banking and the laws around the banking system, how do you guys intend on implementing this fiat on ramp and how long would it take for, for example, to go from the fiat? So like U.S. dollar to crypto and then from crypto back to fiat.
1: Yeah. Yes, yeah, you already mentioned this has got uh, some uh, yeah legislation um, uh, a thing that we also need to observe, of course, and also and because of this, we would like to integrate third-party solutions there. Um, There are quite a few that we have seen and that we are talking to right now who offer, like for example, uh, you can buy crypto directly with your credit card and this would be highly interesting for us to integrate but uh, we we, uh, do not have Uh, the size, the manpower and the legal uh, power to really set up this ourselves. And I don't think it doesn't make a lot of sense because staying true to our philosophy of being an aggregator, also integrating a third-party ramp-on, fiat ramp-on service uh, would make the most sense there. And, And there are plenty out there and I believe they're very reliable uh they are they have been around for quite a few years now and uh, this is the best way to go for us i think oh
0: of course and i know that there are some as you said on cardano for example meld is working towards defi banking there's a couple of different protocols that are working towards um decentralized banking or already on fun- like on other blockchains than cardano with decentralized banking and when we were talking earlier about for example trying to create a financial system by which Anybody could jump in. Creating a fiat on-ramp almost seems like a necessity because unless you're already a crypto native, you might not have assets on the blockchain already by which to do DeFi. So to give somebody a way to get in seems to really follow suit with the goals you guys have put out.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, for people who have never had uh, much contact with crypto, this would still be a blocker. How would I get into the crypto space in the first place? And so, yeah, this is also taking away, again, the complexity for the, for the average user. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, exactly. And something that I've talked with many people about is some people say you need to know exactly how the system works. You need to know all this. But that that's not really the case because... You, like when you've used a computer, not everyone's built a computer. Like I've built a computer, but that doesn't mean you need to know how to build a computer in order to use the computer. And you don't need to know how the internet works to use the internet. So creating as easy, for example, imagine if we never made a user interface for web browsing, and you had to use Linux style like, or DOS style like text, that would be horrible. So creating as user-friendly, a environment as possible is just really pivotal to adoption, not only of coin links, but just crypto in general.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there is one metaphor that I uh, like to use, like with building a car or driving a car rather, because driving from A to B doesn't necessarily mean that you know what's going on under the hood. And yeah, so that's pretty much our philosophy.
0: Oh, exactly. And of course, since we're talking about fiat and we're talking about crypto, we know that um, Uncle Sam will, of course, want their share. So I did see you guys had a function called transaction tracking. Um, Is this where that would come in or is it just an easy way to see what's going on?
1: Well, it's not only about Uncle Sam wanting his share. Uh, you could use it for a lot of other things as well. But yes, um, as you mentioned it, this would be one use case for that transaction tracking. Again, addresses the fact that all of your data uh, when you're using DeFi is scattered all over your computer because you're using different protocols. You have the uh, data uh, saved uh, anywhere on your on your hard disk or or wherever. And so, if you're doing all these transactions through Coinlink all the data gets channeled into one place, Uh, you can aggregate this uh, data and you can extract it, like, for example, preparing a tax
0: declaration or anything else that you would want to do with it. Oh, yeah, and I know taxes are never fun to talk about. So I understand that not being the go-to use case for this. But I also know, for example, when it came to, when I was asked, again, just a lot of this, because I don't typically keep a whole lot of track of this, it wasn't until they're like, Oh, for taxes, we need to know this. And I'm like, I have to go to like eight platforms now and try to get this information. And whether or not you're wanting to do that, or maybe you just want to keep track of your trades. Like, see, am I profitable? Like, have I actually been, let's say my end goal is to get more Bitcoin. Have I been able to actually increase my portfolio's Bitcoin value? And then being able to pull it from one source instead of having to go to, let's say, Binance and go, hey. Can I have this um let's say Coinbase. Hey, can I have this getting it all in one place. It's just again that user-friendly environment. It really seems to be kind of what you guys are aiming for like at a at a baseline level.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yes, and uh, the same is also true for another feature portfolio management. Portfolio management basically does all, also the things that you just mentioned. Uh, like it, you, you can have an overview of the performance of your past investments. And we will also integrate there uh, some, some overviews with charts, for example, um, only so you can make a better informed decision for your future investments.
0: To kind of bring a lot of it together, so when CoinLinks is live, if I go in and I go, okay, I want to stake. Let's say ADA, or will it be you have to stake like two, for example, similar to a liquidity pool? How will that work? I guess before I continue on with the question.
1: Yeah, you would. You would have an, an overview section where you have all the protocols there listed in uh, on one in one place and see all the dexes, all the yield farming protocols there. Um, if you want to. Um, uh, for example, uh, do a trade uh, in a liquidity pool, automatically the best uh, decks will um, be highlighted on on the overview page. And so this is basically uh, where you have everything at your fingertips in an overview.
0: Would your user interface, for example, recognize, like let's say I have either MetaMask or maybe I have NAMI like Cardano side, and it shows that I've got, for example, ADA, will it take into account the, like when doing calculations for APY, the initial cost of, for example, transitioning between between platforms. So for example, let's say it's showing ADA slash um tether and it's showing it on, for example, Sunday swap, it's showing it on Uniswap. And will it take that into account whenever the user is having to pick between which which platform or which pool they're wanting to stake in?
1: Yes, um, yeah. Uh, as for the transaction costs or the bridging costs, of course, they cannot be estimated um, totally accurately beforehand. So this is still something that yeah, the entire crypto industry needs to work on to uh, pull all the ties together under the hood better than than uh, what is happening now. Um, but as As far as technology permits, right now, we will eliminate as much interme- as many intermediary steps as is possible. And whenever there is something that we cannot predict, like for example, cost for bridging a token over, then there will be an intermediary step which has to be acknowledged by the user first. And yes, as for the wallets, of course, we need to integrate all the wallets uh, that are needed on the several blockchains. So Metamask and for example, uh, Nami or uh, whatever would be, uh, the wallets that we integrate.
0: I know I keep stressing the point, but you're you're creating as easy as a possibility for people to be able to just almost menu style look and go, hey, um, you've got this. Here's your APYs you can choose from. And then you have the initial cost, for example, if it's to transfer to that. or And I know you guys have talked about minimizing that. But even just having that ability and of course them getting that heads up that, hey, there's like, oh, this great APY on Ethereum, but there's a little bit of a fee if you're going to go over to it. So just that transparency as well as you, like ease of use seems, of course, excellent.
1: Yeah, uh, taking away the complexity, I think is something it should actually be the next step in the, in the crypto industry.
0: Oh, of course, after we, we start getting these systems up, it's going to be about streamlining. So I noticed on your website that CoinLink will have its own token. Could you tell us a little bit about the tokenomics of that token?
1: Yeah, uh, we will have a 50 million of CNLK tokens and they're distributed um, for the private sale, 22%, and the public sale will be 3%. The team will get 20%, and so yeah, pretty much a very uh, normal uh, allocation for for everything. And we are raising uh, 1.2 million dollars in the private sale and 200k in the public sale. So we are raising a little bit on the lower side, and the allocation will be well, um, liquidity and LP mine and uh, liquidity uh, mining and staking will be a large portion for us also marketing although marketing as we figure is something that is very crucial for the core team to do and so we will not spend this much money on marketing um yeah and yeah those are the tokenomics
0: that's a very quick and clean breakdown of some of the baseline tokenomics i'm glad to hear that you guys aren't like some places have done like 40 or 50% to team, which is like worrying. 20% is typically I look at it and I'm like, hey, that's like, that's a fair enough breakdown. And I know when it comes to marketing, a lot of people are like, why are people focusing so much on marketing? Well, again, how is anybody to use a product if no one knows it exists? So of course it's, I think a lot of people understate the, the power of marketing. But when it comes to CoinLink's token, um, what utility will it have? So whenever, let's say I buy some in the public or the private round and I get this coin link token, what will I be able to do with it?
1: Well, first of all, we will have a staking pool ourselves Uh, This is what we already mentioned, and so that will be a very interesting utility, of course. And in the long term, we will build up a DAO, a a decentralized uh, autonomous organization where uh, users can use our token to vote on, yeah, practically all the metrics of, uh, of our aggregation system.
0: Awesome. And when you mean staking pool, it's like not a Cardano ADA staking pool, right? It'd be for your native token, correct? Or am I wrong?
1: That'll be for the native token, yes.
0: So, for example, if somebody has your token, they'll be able to vote on what gets funded through the DAO or the functionalities of the DAO, is that right?
1: Yeah, exactly. And we will also be setting up a three-tiered um, system uh, where also will be taken into account how active and how uh, how much engagement a user has shown with the proposals um, that were submitted. Like, for example, if a lot of uh, proposals were submitted and were also uh, accepted, uh, this will give uh, him a higher um, possibility to um, use his token than for voting with uh, subsequent uh, proposals, for example.
0: So you guys have kind of taken it, seems like a little bit of the idea behind the um, Project Catalyst with, with your token. Did you guys get any of your ideas from there or... Where did a lot of these ideas come from?
1: Uh, We have monitored Catalyst, actually, of course, as a Cardano project. Um, But this was actually set up with something different in mind. What we do not want uh, to have is that, uh, for example, whales or users that hold a lot of tokens will have uh, the overweight when it comes to voting for proposals. So this system is designed in a way uh, where everyone has a fair chance um and proposals that that are of a higher quality and they that are submitted will have a higher chance also of being um yeah followed up
0: i know that a lot of projects when it comes to voting the big problem that they've all worried about for example is the whales it's somebody being able to get in and since we were talking about that freedom and we were talking about financial freedom and i brought up a little bit of governance freedom again it's kind of hand in hand trying to balance that all out and i know That's a really difficult task because if you want to have it, okay, it's only this much per wallet counts, then the problem is they make more wallets. So then you're trying to figure that out. I know that it can be really difficult to combat that problem. So I'm glad that you guys see that as a problem, something to be avoided, and are trying to develop a system by which to avoid that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Certainly the details need to be fleshed out to have a system that is as fair as possible. But this is uh, yeah, actually the problem that we are tackling that you just mentioned.
0: Oh, of course. And I mean, throughout human history, we've already gone millennia trying to figure out a perfect governance system for people. And we've only recently gotten towards we're going to have governance on chain through decentralization. It's like, this is going to take a little while to get knocked down like this. We're not going to have a solution probably tomorrow. We could hope, but I I think we all understand that that's going to be that's going to be a really a really large undertaking. It's it's yeah. not going to happen real quick.
1: We should never give up the hope that we will eventually arrive at such as absolutely fair system.
0: Oh, of course. And when it comes to, for example, the Coinlink token, when do you guys plan, or do you have a roundabout date when you want to do the public or private sales, or
1: Yeah, I think this should be happening during February or March. Um, Right now we see a lot of projects that postponed their launch due to the market being a little shaky. Um, I'm absolutely convinced that this is just uh, something that will um, pass by and uh, the market will recover in February. And of course, as is always the case in the crypto space, timing is uh, the key here. Um, the timing needs to be perfect because, uh, obviously, even if this is not about just yes yeah, speculative uh, investments in Coinlink, we also understand that our users, of course, uh, want to have some yield out of buying the Coinlink token. And so, the timing, I think, yeah, it should be around end February, uh, the beginning of March, when the market have when the markets have rebounded, and this will give us the sweet spot um, where where we could best launch them.
0: Timing can be everything. And I know when it comes to, for example, the markets, they are, they can be a little bit shakier right now. But when, since we were talking about the timeline for the public sale, on my last question, of course, and I think everyone would be upset if I don't ask it, is when do you expect to have these DeFi functions of CoinLink available for the, for the community? Because I know it, it's a hard question to answer, I imagine, but I guess the short version would be when CoinLink.
1: <laughs> this is what we hear all the time, of course. Yeah. Um, actually, um, development is in full swing right now. And as we have postponed our launch, we were actually planning on having uh, these features rolled out by now. A lot of these features have been finalized. so. Uh, We could roll them out as a demo version. The one reason we are not doing this is because uh, it just takes uh, additional time away from our development team to have a separate demo version and then the the, uh, actual productive version. Um, But yeah, answering your question, uh, this means that right from our launch, we will be able to roll out the first features, the first one of which most likely will be the staking feature and then the aggregation and yeah as for the Cardano blockchain uh, it's basically a little bit uh, on us who is waiting for all uh, the services to come to life and probably we will also integ- uh, we will aggregate services on Ethereum and Polygon right from the start because they're there already all um, the DEXs Uniswap, Quickswap, Dinoswap you name them and uh, we will uh, integrate them uh, as soon as possible so that will be immediately after our launch.
0: Oh, wow. And I know that a lot of, for example, DeFi platforms, it's very much they're kind of waiting on the card, like IOG, they're waiting on these other DEXs and Sengior's kind of aggregates all these DEXs together instead of being its own DEX. It's kind of like, well, we're going to be there, but we have to wait for everyone else to get their stuff together so that we can kind of help with that. So I know that it can be, especially on the Cardano side right now, it can depend because I remember when Gogan went live and everyone was like there's going to be like dexes within the month it's going to be fantastic and then everyone's like about that um it might be a little bit longer and so everyone and I know we're going to have it by the end of the year and then that didn't happen and now they're like we're we're getting that we're going to have it at the beginning of this year and it seems like a lot of them are going to have that so i know it's often kind of a balancing act because plutus is a live scripting code on cardano it's being edited changed so it's it's not something that, for example, I don't want anybody to look at, oh, CoinLink's not out yet. It's, it's not purely what your guys is doing. It's a mixture of like 18 factors coming together. And you guys want to release this product in such a way that you don't. You have a good launch. You don't, you don't want to be marred by a bad launch that you just released and you guys seem to know what you're doing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. This needs to be taken into account, of course, that uh, that this is more about quality. And yeah, we're, we're uh, we're taking an approach where we really want to be sure that we are delivering a high quality product.
0: This has been super informative, and I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to chat with us. But before we go, how can listeners get involved with what you're doing? Or how can people best support you and your team?
1: Uh, Well, we have got a Telegram channel, of course, that is CoinLink Official. Also, we are very active on Twitter, that is CoinLink Finance. And uh, yeah, those are the main socials that we have. We do not have a Discord right now. We have been asked this very often, whether we would like to uh, set up a Discord channel. But um, again, we would like to uh, engage with our community. Uh, as closely as possible, the more channels that we have right now, this uh, would probably stand in the way. and so uh, those are the those are our socials where all the information is posted. and yeah we we'd be very happy to see everyone be there.
0: Oh, of course, and we will have all their links down in the description. We'll have links to their website. Their Discord, all their so not Discord, sorry. Your Telegram, all your socials. You you said Discord a lot, <laughs> but um, all their socials. Their white paper and light paper is on their website as well. I'd recommend checking that out. You might hear white paper and go, that sounds really complex. But if I was able to read it, you can probably read it. <laughs> so again, it's it's all really interesting. I'd recommend. The website's not the longest. They've got all the information there. And of course we'll have links down below to the website, all their media is just as we said. But again, thank you so much for jumping on the show. It's been really fun. It's been really informative. And I mean, it's, I hope everyone else got just as much value out of it as I did.
1: Yeah, that was great fun Convert. Thanks so much again for having me and yeah.
0: Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Cardano Convo podcast. If you want an easy way to help us out, make sure to share this podcast. That way we can grow and create better podcasts for you guys. Also leave us a 5-star review. And if you had feedback on today's episode, tweet us at Cardano Convo. Send your emails to cardanoconvo at gmail.com or join the Cardano Convo Discord server and let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Also make sure to check out our website at crypto-loops.com we'd also like to thank our sponsors. First are our Patreons over on the Cardano Convo Patreon page. Their direct contributions help to make this podcast possible. By becoming a patron, you gain amazing benefits such as access to polls to help decide the content of upcoming episodes, early access to videos, roles and benefits within the Discord server, and so much more. Our second sponsor is Loop's Pool. If you want to help out the podcast and you're looking for a Cardano stake pool to delegate your ADA to, then think about delegating with Loops Pool. That is Loops, L-O-O-P-S. Lastly, I want to let our community know about an NFT game slash project that we are working on. The game is called Flooftopia, and more details can be found at flooftopia.org. There you can find access to our Discord server and to other socials, so make sure to check out our website to learn more. Again, thank you for joining us, and we'll see you in the next episode of the Cardano Convo.